0: And then page two forty three uh, in our book two forty three Acts chapter one and page two forty three. So let's go ahead and pray and then we'll get into our into our study tonight. dear Lord, thank you for this day. Again, thank you for your love and uh, for the work you do in our lives. I am truly thankful that um, you do miraculous works in our hearts and lives. And tonight I ask, Lord, that you would speak to our hearts, that you would encourage us from our time in the word tonight. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Okay, last week we started uh, a new section. Was it last week? Yeah, last week. Yeah, okay. Um page 243 uh is where we we ended last week. Um, uh, we started this section called uh spreading the gospel uh is accomplished through soul winning and missions. And as I as I <clears throat> uh went back and started looking through my notes uh this week, uh, I I realized that that these are two words, soul winning and missions, that oftentimes we don't truly understand what these words are. Um, so I wanted to, I wanted to spend some time before we go any further tonight. I wanted to spend some time uh, this evening looking at these two words and seeing if we truly understand what these two words are. So let's start with the first one. What is, what does it mean? What is the word soul winning? Okay cuz you will not find this word in the Bible. Soul winning. Okay? Um, what 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 does it mean to be a soul winner or soul winning? What does what does that word mean? Okay, we got a couple of things. Okay, Bob. Okay, spreading the gospel. Okay, leading people to the Lord. Okay, inviting. Um, and anybody else? Uh, I mean, to me, that means that's more of a local thing that you do with your neighbors. Okay. Okay. All right. Just in a general sense. All right. Generally, a one-on-one or small group where the purpose is to share the gospel with that person or small group. Okay. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Okay, okay. A- anybody else? Okay, Any- anybody? Okay, um, I read an article, and I wanted to share this article because um, the author of this article, I feel, does a pretty good job of, of explaining uh, what a soul winner is or a soul winning is because... Um, I feel like in churches over the past 20, 20, 30 years, the word soul soul winning has been kind of changed. Okay? So, and and I felt like the author of this this article uh, did a really good job of explaining this. So let me read this to you. It says, being motivated for soul winning is a good thing. But we can, def- but we must define some terms first. Soul winning is a metaphor for evangelism. Okay, that's that. It, that's what it means: is to evangelize or to witness, which several people said. Uh, as, su- as such, uh, this is a good thing to pursue. The Bible calls us to evangelize. Evangelism. Uh, is at the heart of the Great Commission, Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 and 20. Christians are called to be witnesses of their faith to a watching world, Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. In fact, the word martyr comes from the Greek word for witness. I did not know that. Okay, let me let me reread that because it's important. <clears throat> the word martyr comes from the Greek word for witness. Every Christian, uh, uh, excuse me, early Christians were often put to death for their witness of of Christ. Uh, Clearly, these people were so motivated for winning souls that they gave their lives for the cause. Interesting, I didn't know that. I mean, I knew Christians were martyred, but I anyway. You, you know what I mean. Um, so, how can we be motivated for soul winning? The Bible teaches that all people are born in sin. Ephesians chapter or uh, Ephesians chapter two, verses one through three. Romans uh, chapter three, verses uh, uh, verse twenty-three, and that uh, we will all be judged for our sin. By a holy God, Romans chapter six and verse twenty-three. The Bible teaches uh, that the only way to avoid judgment is to repent of our sin and embrace Jesus Christ by faith, Ephesians chapter two, verses eight nine. If anyone we uh, if if anyone we knew was dying, and we had uh, the cure for uh, his or her disease, would that motivate us to share um, that knowledge with them? The reality is that all people have a terminal spiritual disease called sin. And as a Christian, we know the cure for that disease is Jesus Christ. This truth should be Great should be a great motivation for us to bear witness of the gospel of Jesus Christ, knowing that those who reject the cure for spiritual disease will spend an eternity in hell because uh, uh should be uh sufficient motivation to urge them to consider the dire consequences of their decision. If Christians are not motivated for evangelism. It could be uh, well, very well because we, are, we aren't hearing the gospel preached faithfully and fully in our churches. In some parts of the world, churches have a, uh, um, um, attempted to make the Christian message more marketable uh, for modern uh, sense sens- sensibilities, excuse me, preaching about sin, judgment, hell, and salvation through Jesus alone is not emphasized as much as messages about how Christianity can make our lives better, improve our marriages, help us raise our children, and assist us in a na- uh, in uh, eliminating bad habits. The pragmatic has replaced the theological in many churches. This brand of Christianity may appear more to be a a postmodern world, but it fails to confront people with the truth of their sin and their need for salvation available in Jesus alone souls are won not through promises of a better life, in, uh, but through the power of the gospel <clears throat> as the only solution for our sin. Here is where we must be careful. Some Christians see soul winning as something that they do. In other words, success or failure in evangelism is seen as largely due to the efforts of the evangelist. This midst, excuse me, this mindset has turned evangelism from a witness paradigm into a persuasion paradigm. Think about that. Who's, who's responsible for leading somebody to Christ? God is. The Holy Spirit is, not me. A witness is one who simply tells what they have seen, heard, and experienced. A witness in a courtroom uh, are, are, are bound to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. A witness doesn't seek to persuade. He doesn't seek to convince. All he seeks is to, to all he seeks to do is be faithful to proclaim what he knows to be true and why he knows it to be true. Persuasion takes on a very different form. In persuasion, one person is engaged in an effort to change the mind of another person to a particular point of view. It's not uncommon in persuasion to alter or repackage the message to make it more appealing to others. In persuasion, <clears throat> the most important thing isn't the truth of the message, but the individual's response to the message. <clears throat> now, some of you may be thinking, okay, that make, so what? I have been in churches that their whole premise is to motivate people to get decisions instead of just sharing truth. One church I was in many years ago, uh, back on the back wall, there were some flyers on the back wall, and one of the flyers, the title of it was, uh, "Things, Things Not to Do When Soul Winning. And I thought, well, that, that ought to be interesting. So I, I walked over and I started reading it, and the very first one, the very first one, things not to do when soul winning is don't let them see your Bible. <laughs> and I thought, I yeah, I <laughs> wait, wait wait a minute. Now, now, I don't believe you should go in with the coffee table family Bible under your arm, and you know, <laughs> you know, not. That's, but but, it's the Word of God that changes lives. Why why would you 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 cannot lead somebody to Christ without the Word of God? You can't do it. See that is a church bent on persuasion instead of the message. It goes on if soul winning. <coughs> excuse me, is a product of our own individual effort instead of the work of the Holy Spirit, Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13, then evangelism becomes our persuasive effort. The goal of soul winning because, becomes making sure we get someone to come to the moment of decision and accepting Christ into their life. One may ask, what is the problem with that? If the gospel of evangelism, excuse me, if the goal of evangelism is to get people um, to that um, moment of choice, then there is every temptation to do whatever it takes to make that happen. This mindset has led to, a very, to the very thing that um, criticizes, uh, excuse me, characterizes a uh, <clears throat> uh, a, a um, uh, criticizes various growing. Uh, uh, I'm trying to read too fast. I'm sorry. This mindset has led to the very thing that criticizes the various church growth movement such as seeker-sensitive movement or uh, uh, emergent, the, the emergent movement that seeks to make Christianity more relevant and appear uh, appealing to a modern world. On the surface, this sounds good and noble, but at what cost? The Bible says that it is the gospel that is the power of salvation. And we are not ashamed of it. Romans chapter 1, verses 16 and 17. We need to avoid persuasion paradigm and get back to a simple witness paradigm. One in which the truth of the gospel is faithfully proclaimed. It boils down to this. Do we believe that God is truly sovereign even over salvation? If we do, then it is God who is the soul winner. It is the Holy Spirit who brings new birth. It is Jesus Christ who died to save the world. Christians are called to be witnesses in the world to proclaim the gospel of salvation. The proclamation of the gospel is the meaning through which the Holy Spirit brings repentance and faith in the living, in in the living in, excuse, in the lives of individuals, what can be more motivation for a soul winner than to know that through our faithful proclamation of the gospel, God is saving many people? <clears throat> so, it, it it is it is something I, I felt important to talk about here because sometimes i I've, I've talked to people. And they, they said, but I I can't, I can't, I can't tell people about Jesus Christ. I don't know. I don't know how. Last week I gave you homework. How many of you did your homework? One? One person did your homework? okay well okay if you've already written it then then that counts because angie's already done it bob's already done it okay so some of you okay so okay um huh Oh, oh okay um so why do you think i may i asked you to do that brandon Right, it it didn't just happen. There were many steps involved in getting you to the point where you said, okay, God, come into my heart and save me. Now, if this article is accurate, and I believe it was, or I wouldn't have read it, um, then... What is a witness? Is a is a is a witness somebody who has who has memorized several Bible verses that you go around telling people these Bible verses. Is that a witness? Well, it can be. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. You know, the reality is this. I've had an opportunity, especially being a pastor, I get opportunity all the time to tell people about the Lord. And very seldom have I had the opportunity to share the gospel with somebody that I haven't first told them my testimony that I shared last week. Because that is the witness, if you would, of what God has done in my life. Now, the the Bible verses are as real as real can be. But it's my story, what God has done in my life, that other people can relate to and say, you know what? I need that in my life. Brandon? Brandon? And and that's exactly right. And learning, see, it is not a it is not a, a matter of okay, what are the Bible verses that I need to be able to witness and tell people about the Lord? No, the Bible verses is your story. That is the thing that God wants you to witness. You know, uh, I I like the the illustration he used here of the courtroom. A person who goes into a courtroom. Their job is not to convince the jury. Their job is to just tell what happened. And that's our job, is to just tell what happened. And along the way, you do need to learn some Bible verses so that somebody says, you know what, I want that in my life. Okay, well, here, this is how you can have it. It's not complicated. It's just telling the story of the wonderful grace of God. Being saved late in life, I was over 30. Had somebody just dumped scripture on me? (coughs) It took somebody's life story, their testimony, for me to realize, oh, I don't got to get right with God before I can get right with God. Right. And if, if it had not been for their story, I may never have gotten but God never gave up on me so he, <laughs> he never gives up on any of us amen for that but do you understand do you understand what it means to be a soul winner? it's just someone who is willing to testify of what God has done in my life anybody can do that yeah, now now you know most of you know that my wife grew up very different than I did. Okay, she grew up in church from from day 1. She was in in church. And and she didn't get into a lot of the 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 things that I got into. Um, uh, I shouldn't say uh, no. Very fortunately, she has not she does not have the the um baggage that that I have, okay? Just to put it to put it put it kindly. <laughs> so, um uh So, but she, I've heard her tell her story to a lot of people. That's, that's how we witness. That's why I wanted you to write down your testimony of how you got saved, because that, that's your story. And I love telling my story. I, 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 I just do because it is, it is the grace of god alive and well in my life and you have a story too and and all you need to do is learn how to tell your story you know when you know candy was talking a, a few minutes ago uh, about the, um, the the cashier at, at um i almost said Scolari's. <laughs> i can't get that out of my head uh, at raleys <clears throat> You know, that's a great opportunity. Now, in a grocery line, it's kind of hard when there's people behind you and all. But still, if you can ever get her aside where you can talk to her, it's like, hey, let me share with what God did in my life. You know? And there was a time in my life where I had no hope, but God gave me hope. You know? and And, and there are so many opportunities. And I, I just I, I love telling my story. So anyway, that's what the word soul-winning means. Any before we move on, anybody want to comment or or anything on it? Question? Yes, ma'am. Well, let, let let me share something with you, and I hopefully they don't mind me saying this, but thirty years ago, thirty ish, thirty twenty twenty something, thirty years ago, um, I sat down. Melanie and I sat down with my parents. L- longer than that? Almost forty. Almost forty. Okay. Okay. Well, you know. Um, it's a long time ago, but we sat down with my mom and dad and, and I shared my story of salvation with my parents. And, and I, I went through the Bible verses and I looked at my, my mom and dad and, and I said, do you want to get saved? And they said, no. And we, we were brokenhearted. We, we left there and we determined shortly after that that... God had put me in their lives as their son, not their preacher, or or their Holy Spirit. Okay, I'm their son. She is their daughter-in-law. And we determined that that was what we were going to be in their lives. Now, we shared the gospel with them. And every chance we got, we'd invite them to church or we'd, you know, we'd do whatever we could. But I, I would never force it on, on them. A year ago, Dad got saved. March of last year. March of last year. Mom was of year. May of 2020. They finally got it. But what did it take? It took, it took 40 years of doing like Brandon said, just living the best Christian lives that we could. Now, did, did we make mistakes along the way? Absolutely we did. But it was that consistent witness, if you would, that eventually brought them around to the point where they finally got saved and so often when you have the mindset of a persuasion gospel it, it, you you approach it as it is my job to convert you and that is anything but true it's God's job God does the converting not us. Any other questions before we move on? Just one thing. Okay. If you have been this person witnessing to family members, close friends, neighbors, whatever you do, continue to practice what you preach. Makes because a difference. If you are sometimes Christian, then yeah. Yep. Yep. And that's why I said we tried really hard to live a consistent life before them. Mm-hmm. Now it helped that for most of that time we lived on the East Coast and they had come the West Coast. <laughs> yeah, they didn't see us all the time. so. <laughs> <laughs> we tried very hard to be consistent. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So, anybody else? Okay, what's the next word? Okay, Chris is gonna put it back up there. Okay, the word missions. What it, what is missions? I mean this is one of these words that we all know, but do we know what it is? What is missions? I'm sorry? Okay. All right. Good. Okay. Anybody else? Larry. It's basically the same thing, except you're um, you're sending a, you're sending somebody to do it and, and establish well, not only a church, but you're you're sending you're sending somebody else to. Like, yeah. to, to basically soul win in a different area, but they're, they're becoming established in, in that area. Okay. Okay. Right. Okay. All right. I also see it as a specific goal, like you have a specific thing you're doing as opposed to okay, I'm going to wait and see if you know this person, this person. You have a specific. Okay. General okay. General thing that you're doing. Okay. All right. Anybody else? Yes, sir. Soul winning, 50 miles from home. Okay, okay, all right, I like that. Okay, yes, sir? I like that soul winning is more of an individual one-on-one perspective. Okay. For missions, is looking at Okay, okay, <laughs> all right. We were sent out of our church in South Carolina as missionaries to come to Nevada. Share the gospel here. So we were sent. Missions generally has the idea of being sent. Right. I'm going okay. to another place to share the same message. Okay. All uh-huh. right. Yes. Kind of what I'm mean going to say is going where God is already working. Okay. All right. I heard a definition one time of a missionary. Uh, and I, I may not get it exactly right. I, I had it written down, but I couldn't find it. But it was something like this. A missionary is anyone who is willing to go anywhere to tell someone about the gospel. I, I like that. I, I thought that was a very accurate definition of what a missionary is. Now, <clears throat> question. Um, uh, in our in our world today, we have missionaries that we send to foreign countries. Um, we have, uh, missionaries currently, uh, in, uh, Pontepe, uh, which Larry, Larry's actually been there and helped, helped with a construction project. And while he was there, he got fired, um, or laid off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he got an email while he was there. Oh, by the way, we're letting you go. Um, well, wow. That's cool. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. From his job back. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, Um, and then, and then uh, New Zealand, we have missionaries in New Zealand who they are actually uh, here in the United States right now, Um, uh, yeah, they're going to be, they're going to be with us, um, um, anniversary Sunday, and then. Uh, JB and Linda Godfrey, who are really missionaries to the world, so to speak, um, and then uh, the Moors in uh, Wolf Mountain. So, <clears throat> so, uh, so, what is missions? Missions? Why? Okay, let me ask another question. Why do we financially support missionaries? Okay, well we're commanded to be a part of missions and the best way to do that is to be a part of it financially. Um, any 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 other reason why we we support financially missionaries? We can't go so they go in our Okay, anybody else? It does. It takes money to operate. But um, okay, and anybody else? They, 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 I'm getting to. A, I'm trying to get to a to a reason here. Okay, that is what that is what I'm getting to. Most countries, and I believe New Zealand is this way. I I'm not for sure positive, but I'm pretty sure that the missionary that we support in in New Zealand, uh, even if he wanted to get a job, couldn't because most countries very few countries allow Americans to come in and quote unquote evangelize and get a job why do you think that is away <laughs> <laughs> no 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 so work away from the people you're you're if if an American goes to a foreign country and they get a job, especially a high-paying job, because most Americans are educated, they're they're then depriving their people from having that job. So that is why most missionaries cannot work a, quote-unquote, secular job to supplement their income. So that is one reason why Uh, we financially support them. Does does that make sense? You know, most people don't think about that. Um, Now, I want you to think about this. Uh, Boy, we're running out of time and we haven't even got to the study. Um, In a third world country, how much of a missionary's day do you think is consumed by just living? Okay, on a percentage basis, in a, in most third world countries, how much of a missionary's day is consumed by just living? The majority. Okay, well, good guess, but no, that's not it. Okay, uh, the, the answer to that is about 70% of their day is consumed with just surviving. Lawrence and I were talking about this, wasn't it you? Yeah, okay, Lawrence and I were talking about this the other day. In most several countries, guess how often you have to shop? Every day. Because refrigeration, if you have refrigeration, it is poor at best. Right. It is not uncommon for you, you know you and this is this is you need to kind of wrap your head around this if you can. Um, most missionaries in third world countries live like Americans did in the 1800s. Got water, you, you, have, got it. <laughs> you know, I I have literally been in in, in situations when I was a missionary where. <clears throat> uh uh it, it was primitive yep. I, I had a i had a missionary uh, an aviation missionary one time uh, asked me um, hey i want to i want to pour some concrete um how do i do that and i said, you know, so we you know we talked and <clears throat> put long story short he and his wife and and their kids lived in a, a a a hut if you would in the in the bush and all he wanted to do was pour concrete on the floor so that she would at least have concrete on the floor that's the type of living that they had so i helped them out the best i could you know without actually going and doing it you know i you know but anyway my point is this <clears throat> What is missions it's a very broad subject very broad but who can be a missionary anybody okay any anything else we got about five minutes to go <laughs> I, didn't, I did not anticipate it taking this long, but I just felt like we just needed to define these two words because these are two words that oftentimes we use in church and we just assume everybody knows what we're talking about. And, and God just kind of made me step back this week and say, wait a minute, not everybody knows what these two words mean. Yes. Yes. That's how I would. Now, okay, um, now I, I let me define it to you this way. I believe, and I you know people can disagree with me, but I this is what I believe, we've been studying the life of Joseph, and I believe that Joseph was a soul owner. How do I know that? And I shared it this morning. Everybody he was in contact with knew that he walked with God. It was pretty simple. So would you say soul winning also fits right in missions or soul winning everything outside of missions? No, I personally believe the two the two kind of go hand in hand. But in, in our world today we almost have to separate missions because it is a financial thing that we that we do. Does that does that make sense? but in, in at least in my thinking the two soul winning and missions go hand in hand because i will be honest with you if if you're not a soul winner if you're not concerned about souls you'll not be a part of missions right i thought soul the definition of soul winning would carry over oh absolutely your absolutely but i want to be careful here because because i do want to say this there is there is a doctrine out there in, in Christianity today that says, I don't have to be a soul winner. All I have to do is live a good life. Life's Lifestyle evangelism. We need to live that consistent life, but we also need to share. Right. So, so the way I, the way I feel... Is that a soul winner lives that life, but also talks that life. That's the definer. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I would not want to simplify that. to just a law action it. Right. But you know, in the life of Joseph, Joseph had no problem standing before the most powerful man in the world and saying, "Hey, God, it's not me, but it, or, or hey, Pharaoh, it's not me, but God." Exactly. 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 Anybody else? Yes, ma'am. I honestly believe yeah, missions are people that are have been sent, but I believe we're all missionaries. Oh absolutely. Because we all have our own um kind of territory. We are we have our own mission field. We we all have our own mission field. It's that it's that we would call it a our sphere of influence. You know, like it's like uh, um, I don't know who said about charity or uh, um, what's your name, Larry. Larry working. You know, Larry. Larry. You know, Larry is exposed to a, a sphere of people that even you are not exposed to, and, and vice versa. And we all have that mission field, if you would, or that sphere of influence. And some of us that sphere is a lot larger than others. But we all have that the same responsibility to at every given opportunity to share the gospel. Yes. And that it's not I don't want to say just what for it, but it's not just, you know, dedicating an hour a week to going and knocking Right. It, it should People be. Exactly. Exactly. I, I, have, I have been a part of churches that they didn't care what you did through the, throughout the week. As long as you came out once or twice a month and knocked on doors, then you were a, you were a good witness. Yep. No, that's not what my Bible says. Right. Right. My Bible says I'm supposed to live this. Not just once or twice a week or, or once a month or whatever. It is supposed to be a part of my life. We should be so conscious. So whether we're talking to the pastor at the grocery store or we're talking to, the to our neighbor, when the Lord prompts, right. we're ready to share our story. Right. Every opportunity. Every opportunity. Pretty much yeah, it, it really does, but in a in a technical sense and that's what the author of this book I believe is doing is he's separating them because the, we do pay missionaries to, to go while well, we, we, yeah we help we help support yeah yeah that better terminology yes <laughs> yes. Mhm. Yeah. Where's the what? The floor plan. They're like the what? (laughs) Where's the building permit? (laughs) The what? (laughs) Yeah. You just take this wall, build it here, and we're good. Yeah. Oh, I've trust me. I've yeah, yeah. Anybody else before we're, we're and we're done? We're out of time. You're Judea, Samaria, wherever you exactly. 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 Okay, we have to do something spiritual. So let's read. <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> well, we've been, but I, I just feel like we at least need to read a verse, okay? Uh, so, Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. <clears throat> it's in the book here. Uh, but ye have received power after that the Holy Ghost, this is your verse, by the way, um, that, after, uh, that the Holy Ghost has uh, come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses to me both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and into the uttermost parts of the earth. And I believe that we, it says here that ye shall be. Okay, <clears throat> but, but listen to this, okay? Ye shall be witnesses unto me. Now, the question is, the question is not, will I be a witness? Because it says you will be a witness. The question becomes, will you be a good witness or a bad witness? You're going to be a witness. You're going to help or hinder. What's it going to be? The choice is ours. Let's pray, dear Lord. Thank you for this day and thank you for your love. And Lord, you you have been so good and kind to us. And Lord, as we uh, expand our knowledge of this area of soul winning and and missions, I do ask that you would speak to our hearts, that you would encourage us, and that you would help us to be more like you. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.